everybody, and welcome to another episode of Upon Further Review. Yeah, this week we are talking about the 1994 Shawshank Redemption. Oh, man. So you know what, guys? Let's get busy living and get busy podcasting. Damn. Oh, no. So I was thinking about this, guys, and this is dead serious. Oh, no. He fucking did it, right? Like, yeah, he did it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He totally did it. Like, totally fuck that wife. It. That opening credit was basically like, it was telling us that this man murdered his wife, right? But at the same time, it was telling us that this wife and this fucking curmudgeon deserved it the whole entire time. Mm-hmm. So he was completely in the right, you know? I mean, the dumb bitch told him, I'm glad you know that I fuck around on you. <sighs> Maybe that was a turn on for her. Maybe. Maybe know, it's man. like a power thing. Maybe, but I don't know, man. I mean, he seemed like a nice guy, but then at the same time, I mean, he did seem like a weirdo, too, you know? So he's kind of awkward. He didn't really come into his own until he was in jail. Yeah. And even that, it took a while. Exactly. I mean, the thing is, he's just smarter than everybody else. Yeah. Right? You know, like other sociopaths. Yeah, how they go, right? (laughs) I just think it's just crazy that we followed a murderer throughout this entire movie, and we were rooting for him to win at the end of it all the whole fucking time. Yeah, and I have to say, I feel like they were trying to make it seem like kind of get on his side with that story of the new guy coming in who was in the cell with the guy who admits to the murders. It felt super convenient. Sure did. Yeah. That's Stephen King, though. No, but I'm saying I feel because everything was in the voiceover of Morgan Freeman. Right. He was the main character. He was our guide through all of this. Right. So for all we know, that's something that Red made up so that whoever he's telling the story to likes the person that he admires over 19 years. Right. Hmm. Makes sense. So it just felt I heard an interesting, so unrealistic. I heard an interesting thing about the story where um, Red from the original book was supposed to be irish irish uh-huh. yeah white irish that was guy, the joke right mm-hmm. so that was a good joke in the beginning but then i also i also i'm not like gonna fucking read that book man i'm gonna watch no. the two and a half hour movie and that's all you get from me yeah um i don't read words <laughs> <laughs> i write them um at the same time i guess morgan Freeman red's character was supposed to, was a ghost what i heard it was a, oh. he was a ghost throughout the the book itself so I don't uh, fact check. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Fact check. But um, but it makes sense though because if you think about Morgan Freeman's character throughout the whole the whole thing, I mean it kind of plays out. I could see yeah. I could see that no, I don't know. I don't know about don't that. There was so? there was a lot of inconsistencies in the movie. Like what? Uh-huh. Like for instance, every single prisoner was wearing a belt. Uh-huh. Well, back then, everybody wore but a belt. Back, but back they didn't then, have fitted I mean, pants. No, <laughs> they have that I elastic mean, inside the pants. Dude, huh? I don't understand it. Like every man back then just had parachute pants. Like yeah. the eighties totally right. makes sense. And a golfing cap. Yeah, and a golfing cap. Right. At any time, they're having a business meeting. <laughs> right. <laughs> At any they time, they were taking a meeting on hole nine or whatever. But you know what? Um, no, for hanging purposes. They like in prison. They don't even let you have shoestrings. Oh yeah, your shoes. You know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Like, are they worried about people hanging themselves left and right. I don't think they really Did, cared too much. I mean, they beat dumb? that fat guy pretty quick. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> like, like that was did. like you. You know that this place means business. What was his name? Who it doesn't uh, matter? He's dead. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. 
exactly. Ridiculous. Um, I just this podcast I w- is definitely starting different than mm-hmm. I thought it would, and I'm okay with that. Well, Good. I like it. I like Good. how we're not predictable. Nope. I like it. We're going all over the place, guys. Yeah. But, but I mean, I, so for me, like looking at it as a piece of art. Yeah. I think probably I forgot how much I love this movie mm-hmm. until I rewatched it because I don't think I've seen this movie for like the last five, six years or something like that. And then you put that thing is it just even after that long weeping shot right over the house and then you pull back into the car mm-hmm. and then you get introduced to our main character and he pulls out the gun like it's very slow and methodical. Right. And you're always kind of curious about what's happening you're always mm-hmm. asking the question of like what is he going to do next what is he going to do next because you know he has something planned mm-hmm. prior and frank darabont i feel did an amazing yeah. job mm-hmm. with just allowing the methodical nature of the visual language of this film to really articulate a lot of yeah. the internal conflict that was happening i completely mm-hmm. agree because even i i wrote that down even at the end with his escape there wasn't the dramatic Hollywood build. Yeah, no. exactly. It just happened. It just happened. Uh-huh. I loved On that. On a day just like any th- other. Right. I thought it was very daring and I thought it was great because um, that's them respecting us enough to be able to you know, respecting our intelligence, we can keep up with what's going on. Right. And you know I feel like I mean? movies don't do that much anymore. No, they don't. You they have, have to have that spoon feed, spoon feed, Exactly. Well, that's why I feel like Pixar, Pixar does a really great job with their movies because they don't spoon feed people. They allow people to kind of connect the dots mm-hmm. a little bit. Actually, a lot of it, to be honest with you. They don't explain a lot of things. They just let you be in the moment with mm-hmm. their characters. And I felt like movies of then, like, I mean, 90s, 80s, you know, these types of movies, they just let you be in the moment. And I mm-hmm. think Frank Darabont did a great job with just letting us be right. in that moment. Yeah. Because it was a slow, uh, what was that? Uh, slow and slow wins the race or whatever they say. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's pretty much what he did over 19 years. He just chipped Stay away. Slow. It's a very methodical film. Very, very rarely that it went like up and down, up and down up and down yeah mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's it pretty um pretty baseline on on a lot of the moments and i think that's kind of what he did you know he just kind of kept that mentality throughout the whole time in his prison sentence or mm-hmm. <laughs> until he tried to escape yeah you know i gotta say i really liked the movie i didn't think i was going to because i had only seen bits and pieces of it you know flipping channels on hbo years back i don't know five six years back that was the first time i saw it and i was like ugh, prison movies yuck and i remember somebody i worked with (laughs) it's true i was like i don't want to see a gang rape. i don't want to see another guy getting ass fucked (laughs) exactly not again wow yeah right (laughs) (laughs) yeah the sisters (laughs) that's right the sodomites yeah all right but you know it's like i i talked to one of my colleagues a long time ago and he was like that is arguably the best movie I have ever seen. Dude. Like, you're crazy. And then watching it again, I was like, well, I can kind of see that because it was very, very subtle in the way um, yeah. the main character... It's a really quiet and, movie. Yeah, it's very quiet. I mean, there were parts that were pretty loud because they had to be. Right. Um, but yeah, I was really genuinely surprised that I was liking it. Like, I was like, I'm just going to fall asleep watching this. Well, because you, know? you got the, one but of the best totally. DPs in the business, yeah, without an Oscar, by the way. Hmm. So Roger Deakins, mm-hmm. probably one of the best cinematographers okay, right, right. that has just been doing his I thing. Wrote that man. Down. So this guy does Old Brother, Where Art Thou? Oh he's wow, done, that was a beautifully uh, shot. Film. Sicario, he's done. I love that. That's one of my favorite Big movies Lebowski, of last year. 
Like this guy is Jesus. just magnificent. Yeah. You Brilliant. Know? Yeah. Yeah. No country for old men. Fucking amazing cinematographer. How does he not have an Oscar yet? You know, I think it's all political, dude. You know how that shit goes. I th- I don't know, to be honest with you. And you know what's even the best part? What I love the most about him is that he's like s- almost 70. Mm. You know, he's an old, he's he's there, man. And he just, he doesn't give a fuck. He's like, I'm just going to make pretty pictures. And yeah. if somebody wants to recognize, he's been nominated like some god awful amount of times, man. And just comes up short. Like he lost to the fucking Life of Pi, which was all CGI against... <sighs> Um, I'm the only one that didn't film? dig that movie. Skyfall. So he oh. he shot Skyfall, which oh. is a beautifully yeah. cinema oh, yeah. shot fucking yeah. movie. Man. I loved it. And he lost to Sky. Everything was done. Practical lighting, like just yeah. And Sicario, oh, Sicario. The way that that was shot, uh-huh. the cinematography is like half of that movie. Mm-hmm. I yeah, mean, totally. Just, oh, that was an God. intense. It's one of my movie. favorite movies of last year. It was it's really good. People phenomenal. didn't. A lot of people didn't like it for some reason. Well, because I feel like it, the trailers didn't make it. It seemed like more of an actiony type uh-huh. movie, uh-huh. and that was an element of it. But watching it, it's like it's kind of hard to figure out how to market that in a thirty second. Well, the funny commercial. part is, how do you make an actiony movie when you don't know where the action is really coming from? Yeah, you know, yeah. and if it's the p- point of view of the agents, yeah. Kind of well, tough. it's a, it's her point of view exactly, and, and the beautiful th- and the thing with that movie is she doesn't know what the hell's happening, and You're we go through flirt- that entire yes. experience with her because we don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. yeah, that point of view is perfect. But it's funny, even people who like the movie, I'll have discussions with where they won't get certain. I mean, I've seen it yeah. enough times. I feel like uh-huh. the first oh, time, wow. I, I mean, I loved it the first time, but I noticed so much more stuff as it goes on. Sure. And with that one, I was watching it um, with somebody, and they're like. Her, uh, the 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 cop that's with her, yeah. mm-hmm. like um, who she's Brolin? known ori- originally. No, 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 the one that she, the black dude oh, the that black she dude. knew oh, before. Yeah, yeah. And my friends just like when he comes in later, uh, when they're questioning all the illegal immigrants, yeah. and he's like, "This guy just whines," and I'm like, "No, he." Because she is dealing with so many people who are going over the line, you need that voice of reason on the other side of the line saying, like, what are you doing? You need yeah, we got to do this shit by the book here. A yeah, bit. it's like, well, don't go that far. You need that Anchor to point. balance. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like there's so many smaller, and I love the shots over uh, the the border mm-hmm. where it's like nothing's going on, but you know so much shit's going on underneath. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that scene where they first go there and they drive to the Amazing. That guy needs an Oscar Roger like, right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fuck. He's just masterful at what he does. And God. I think he plays what I think what he does really, really well as a director of photography is that he doesn't allow it to be uh, too showy in the frame. He just he lights yeah, he everything just lets it to be. let it feel mm. like you're in the space. Right. You know, I think one of the things that I've heard from, a, you know, many really great cinematographers is that if you if you are there creating cinematography where it is loud and noticeable, then you're not doing your job correctly. Right. right. Because the story is, story what is important. Is it needs what to be you, organic. Yeah. So I think he does a really great job with that. Mm-hmm. He's really amazing. It's actually a beautifully shot film. I mean, mm-hmm. even the scenes where it's those you know, high shots looking over the, uh, you know, the yard, all those guys are out there. Like, just that scene where um, he gets a hold of that um, record, Mozart, mm-hmm. yep. the opera, and um, he's playing it for all those guys, and all those guys just stop, and they're looking up. That was a really beautiful scene. Yeah. 
They just stopped there was and a they lot were in of that moments. moment. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of like moments of just being present and yeah. being alive and just, even though you're kind of trapped, I guess. Yeah. One of my favorite moments of these of this particular film is those types of moments. Right. Where like the little victories that happen that don't seem mm-hmm. so, like just to be out in the sun having yeah. a beer. Yeah. You get that what I'm saying? Go- that was amazing. I felt like I was with them. I was like, Oh, they must feel so good right now. They feel like men. They don't yeah. feel like a number, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. So it was really awesome. Or a slave or fucking whatever. Yeah. Why do you yeah. think he did all of those things selflessly for other people? I think it's his integrity. Yeah. I think, think? We, I think yeah. for us, we needed something for our main character to to hold on to because we get introduced to him as a murderer right out right. of the gate. Yeah. Right. So how are we as an audience going to get connected to him again? over time Mm -hmm. with that in the back of our head. Yeah. You let him put other people in front of him. Mm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And he had to build his respect. You don't think any of this was, there was, you you don't think any of this had some selfish motivation. I think it did for sure, but I think it also suited the story well enough that you question that. You don't know if it's... A little bit of redemption and mm-hmm. a little bit of... Because you kind of yeah. don't see it till yeah. I feel like you don't really realize all the stuff he did was also for him until the very end. It's like, right. oh, so that... Because they wouldn't suspect that he would be leaving. Right. Because mm-hmm. he's so benevolent and he's so helpful to all of the uh, COs he played with the doing game, all their dude. tax. Yeah. He that's played the long game. 100%. He like, I'm smarter than everybody else in this yeah. fucking prison system. Yeah. And I know how to get the one up on you. Yeah. And you know what I really loved about this motherfucker is he took opportunity right when it came at him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like what's really interesting is you look at Red's and um, his relationship mm-hmm. and it's like one of the first real, real movies that you watch that literally has like this buddy love type of storyline. Right. Yeah. It's respect, man. It yeah. is respect, like 100%. from a man to a man, yeah. like super respect for what you're doing. And no, like, I mean, he got ass raped for two years. Two years. Two years by those sisters. And you know what? No one said anything. No one mm-hmm. gave him shit because he kept his head down. He did his work. He kept, you know what I mean? Like, that's an interesting um, mm-hmm. community within a space like that. Yeah. You know? Gay for stay. Oh. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, and just how he got out of some of those things were legit, <laughs> yeah. man. I took it down a notch. <laughs> I, love, talking about I love how <laughs> this beautiful way that Gary is like putting this Articulating all of this. Gay for stay, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Annie Amy. You're welcome. <laughs> You're the best. You're the best in the biz. Oh man, cool. We got a we <laughs> got like forty people in our show. Right nice. Now. I actually uh yeah. because it's hey, on your Twitter, yeah. I uh retweeted it both on UFR podcast and on mine. Nice, so. nice, nice, nice. For so, those of you that don't know, if you guys are listening to this just on the podcast, we did a live stream of this on Periscope for the first time. So yes, if you guys want to go check it out, Periscope, we are at upon further review, UFR Podcast mm-hmm. on Twitter. And uh And it's on yours, so yeah. Promote yours it's right here. Um, hey Jonesy, there we go. So I mean, it's all retweeted. Yeah, so we're that's good. Right. I retweeted it too. Sweet. Welcome Sweet. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah, back to yeah, and back I also, to the fields. Okay, Amy, I know we sorry. learned prior that from <laughs> Schindler's <laughs> List, you do not like the feels. No. I do not like the feels. So how did you feels the feels throughout this movie? Mm. Did you have feels? I did. I did. I mean. um like, I found myself rooting. I was like, you know, first of all, that warden was like, uh, you know, 
out of central casting villain central. You know, it's like, yeah. come on, man, give me a break. But, and but his then arc hiding, is nice. Oh, yeah, totally, totally. Totally good. Oh, he was such a dick. And then at the end... You know, when I when we realized, oh snap, he mm-hmm. didn't. He took the books with him. He had them mail it for him at the bank. So guess what? All of his financial records. And then when it shows the, and then I when I I thought, oh maybe he's sending it to the IRS, the guy's bank statements and all of the the breakdown. No man, he went to the best thing he could have done. He went to the press. Yeah. What better way? Yeah. He went to the mm-hmm. press. You know what? Because the government's the just going to keep that quiet. Because that's the point. Like he absolutely. knows. Yeah, that's totally. what I'm saying. He, he totally. was he was ahead of totally. everybody. He uh, was this entire fucking movie, man. Yeah, he was. And then I just found myself rooting. I was like, <gasps> when I heard the sirens and I saw the you know main guard getting arrested, I was like, yay! <laughs> it's like so good. I know. I could just oh, see you it was home. awesome. Yay! Yay, everybody. Yay. Yes, yeah. He did it. <laughs> well done, you guys. I did like the dad hand. Like my kid just hit like his first tee ball and I'm like, oh, I'm so yeah. proud. Yeah. <laughs> Came from my balls. It's my balls. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so when you watch these movies, Amy, yeah. do you allow your kids to watch them with you? Or do they say, fuck you, mom, I don't do that? Yeah. Some, yeah. Really? They want to. Yeah. They want to. With, which my son just watches anything. He just watches. Did he anything watch this I with wanted. you? Um, he had seen it before. Okay, that's it. He's like, I've already seen that movie. Mom was sitting yeah, down exactly. for three hours. Exactly, exactly. He goes, you want to watch something? Um, Stephen King. Let's watch The Shining. So I have that on the flash drive next. Oh. Yeah, nice. yeah. The the kid is smart, man. <laughs> he is smarter can, than all of us. Can I just say, I feel. Bastard. Yeah, I felt like serious. it could have been a PG thirteen movie. the The f bombs didn't necessarily feel like they needed to be there. Nope. But nah. I mean, for political reasons on mild. Oscar, it's hard to get right. a best picture right for PG thirteen. Right. So you right. have and to the make other the thing R, too is like if you insinuate yeah. ass rape and all that type yeah. of stuff. I mean, you get mm. you get the reasoning yeah. behind it, but that's you know conservative. Because like the when they were saying fuck MPAA. so much, I'm like, it just didn't. It felt like it was in there just to ensure they get an R rating. It didn't sure. feel okay. necessary. I can see that. Yeah. But that's hey. just me. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I mean. I mean, I say the word, so I'm not like throwing yeah. shade no, no, over no. there. I'm just. <laughs> no, but some I kind of it, just did like some of it 30 was seconds forced. ago. <laughs> some of it was forced, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But can we just talk about the language since we're on the language subject? Okay. The language was so poetic throughout this entire Oh, totally. Movie. Very much There's so. like a rhythm You're, to it. Dude. And everything that they are saying, it is literally poetry. Yeah. I'm like, fuck you, Darabon. <laughs> you are good at this. Yeah. You bastard. Yeah. What did Darabon do before this fucking movie? I feel like it was like, no Darabon, Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And then he's yeah. like, da. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's what it feels like for me. Uh-huh. And it was like a big studio movie, wasn't it? Yeah. So he did other stuff, but this yeah, is but like no, his. This big is like stand. his thing, right? That's why uh, I can't remember. Who I think it's in the trivia, but someone offered him like two point five million uh-huh. for the script, and he's like, mm, "I think I want this to be my stamp." Yeah, good. I mean, he bought it from Stephen King for a thousand dollars. Oh snap! Based on the story, short story he uh-huh. wrote from another Rita Hayworth right. and the yeah. Shawshank right. Redemption is right. the name of it. So good. They were almost going to call it that, but then they thought it's so it funny to read a Hayworth because of the poster. Uh huh. Very good visuals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know. they showed Gilda mm. in the theater there. Yeah, that was really yeah. cool. But. Famous Rita Hayworth line. 
they go to bed with Gilda, they wake up with Rita Hayworth. It's very disappointing for men. Oh, <laughs> like that's what she said once. That's what she said once. Yeah, it must be so hard being so gorgeous. Oh, yeah, I feel anyway. so bad for yeah. her. Me too. Yeah. I also like the makeup department, how they subtly aged Tim Robbins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was just, just so subtle. Just a little bit. Just a little bit by little bit. And I really appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. I just feel like over this entire movie, it was just super subtle. Mm-hmm. All the subtle changes, the the story plot line, very subtle as it kind of came through. Um just super. This is a very subtle mm-hmm. movie, and it was mm-hmm. a very much an actor's film too. I yes. mean, even though there was a lot of yeah, you but know, not the writing in was beautiful, douchey but way either. No, no, in a very nice, not in a, very subtle. Not in the first season of True Detective, where I'm like, all right, monologue, yeah. <laughs> like shut this shit down and get back to the story. We yeah. get it, <laughs> Conahay. All right, man. All right, man. Um, but no, it was a very actor's movie. I mean, mm-hmm. it was very just could. They were long cuts. You could just sit with the characters and just listen to them having mm-hmm. their dialogue. Yeah. You know, especially Tim Robbins and Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Just, it was just beautiful. And they just were just in it. H- hanging on every yeah. word. They're like such a great um, brotherhood between the two of them. And I'm so glad so they chose Morgan Freeman instead of somebody just because yeah. of being Irish and whatever. Yeah. Right, because right. It man, wouldn't have been I, the same. I love that dude down yeah. to his last freckle. Like yeah. I just, yeah. <laughs> I just love Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Uh, so true, <laughs> so true. Awesome. My first movie of Morgan Freeman's was Robin Hood. I think mine too. Was it? Yeah, he's bitching in that. That movie. was an amazing movie. He plays no, a really good uh, mentor type. I saw him in. I want to say I saw him yeah, in Glory when I was in school. Yeah, I didn't see that movie until much they later. A, they got a. VHS. Oh, we had to watch it for some class or something. It's a damn good movie as well. Yeah. But I just... My man. <laughs> you knew that was coming. <laughs> I did yeah. I love yeah. you, Denzel Washington. I know you're listening yeah, right this such second. such an uncanny I love you impression, so much. too. He's in our Periscope right now, actually, oh, I guess. My gosh, so how Denzel. do we feel about, about the old man in, in the story? What do we think of his arc? Um, I thought it was interesting, personally. Mm. Well, I thought it was really interesting having him come out after all that. He went in in 1905. And it's really interesting because I have been watching a series on uh, Discovery ID. Um, I recorded a whole bunch of them, and it's called Parole Board. And I don't remember the gentleman that makes them, uh, their documentary style. He's He got an Oscar for it. And it's basically these guys uh, following their story from the whole par- parole This. You know, um, from leaving jail. Yeah, to from living in jail to going on the outside to maybe going back. And these guys were saying, um, 30 years in jail, everything is the same color. Everything. Yeah, you're when institutionalized. You think of it. You're institutionalized. All the clothes are the reformed. same and everything. Right. Oh, no, it's not a reform. And, you know, so much needs to be done because of it. But anyway, there's a whole other. Should they have thing. like a halfway house? But, yeah, but. Kinda, no, but yeah, I mean, when no, they're no. reintroducing you into. It's kind of a step down program, isn't it? But. The no, they just kick you out of the gates and like, welcome back. Well, I'm saying, They're should like, they have that? They, this guy went to a halfway house, oh, but really? they weren't very receptive. It didn't mesh with the guy. He was in for 32 years. And he says, go from being locked in your bathroom for 30 years to living in the world. He said he walked out. He wanted to get shampoo. There's like four different kinds of shampoos that you can get in prison. And then he went to Walmart and there's rows and rows and rows of shampoo. Like, we take it for granted, it's nothing but... Noise. Noise. It's all filler. It's all stuff. 
that he's not used to. It's sensory overload. He was walking down the street one night and the flashing lights from the, you know, traffic and the light posts and everything started tripping a little bit. He's like, oh, shit, the police are going to be after me. Uh, what am I doing something wrong? And so he went and he used and then he got arrested because he tested positive ah. on his probation. So I guess they did a random pee test in the halfway house. That's part of it all and everything. And he says that he went back to prison and never felt more comfortable in his life. Wow. Some people are just... It was so yeah. tough. It's new normal, yeah. man. Uh -huh. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Kind of rewired so, for that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So imagine in 1905 getting sent to prison and then coming out and there's cars everywhere. Yeah. There's no freaking cars in 1905, you know? Maybe a few. That was it. That's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. That's crazy to think about, man. Think about it. And this little old man, I mean, even at the grocery store. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about it. and 50 years. Yeah, that has to blow your mind. Yeah, absolutely. So I was um, in a relationship and married for a total of five years. Uh -huh. And when I got a divorce what? in... Yeah. <laughs> my, my point, my point, when I came out back into the single world, that yeah. shit totally changed. And it mm. was super... Still is. Don't. I mean, I'm not going to play. It still sucks. <laughs> right. And it's super different than five years ago. So I'm like, man, can is you imagine? Though, is it really though? Yes. It absolutely is. 15 years, babe. Damn. It's a long I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want those feels. I don't want those but no, feels. But it's so, Back it, to therapy. it was so different because oh, yeah. just, but even just in, I mean, I can't even imagine with that, but like just in five years, the texting culture is different. No, no, man. Totally. Back, back yeah. when I first yeah. like during that time, like if you didn't text right back right away, it was like you ten yeah. cents a text it, back then, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, but still, you had to text back. You had to. If you didn't, it's like, where yeah. are you? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. What I happened? gauge my text oh my messages God. on if I like the girl to spend the ten cents. Let's let's not play. You've been with the same lady for a long time because you hit the ball out of the park right away. That's true. Congratulations. Thank you. And nice she little. hit your balls out of the park. That's why we lasted for so long. Wow, I'm not this only girl that's, that's going to hit my balls for as long as she did. No shit. But that's how texting was then, where it's yeah. like you have to text back right away. Now, yeah. if you text back within the hour, they're like, whoa, 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 slow down. Yeah. <laughs> so and then so like and honestly, even you're having a conversation. The only way I've stayed sane in the single world is when I get a text from a girl, I just assume after she sent the text, she died. Yeah. So then that way, when I text her back and don't yeah. hear for a day or two, it's a happy thing. I'm like, oh, she's still alive. Oh, thank oh, God. I was Lord. worried sick. Where were you? You <laughs> were in a ditch? Nothing bad happened to her. That's the only God. way. Or else you're like... She was overturned in her car. Really? She lived off of Altoids for like five days. Yeah, She's trying, yes. to, she's trying to articulate the... Yeah. Yeah. Oh <laughs> the God, two... Yeah. I, I literally... Waited Seriously. 24 hours one time for a two-word answer. And I'm like, oh okay. I thank you for clearing your schedule right? the next day to send that to me. Yeah. I really appreciate it. I don't understand it. it. <laughs> what, just, just text back for fuck's yeah. sakes, people. Text back. What does that say about you? Nothing. It says you're polite and you text back right away. No. No. I'm going to say no. <laughs> All right. It. You want to know why I say no is because basically you are wanting people to respond to you right away. Not right away, but you maybe in the what? same in day. A, yeah. Within, you know, on, eight hours. Busy. Yeah. People maybe use their busy. phones in the bathroom, yeah. dude. If you can post a thing on, Do you want me to on yeah. Facebook. Do text yeah. to you? 
I'm not touching your phone. I don't give a shit. But I'm just saying, like, the shits. if you're putting on Facebook <laughs> how blessed your day is, you can also text <laughs> me back. I'm saying multitask. Right, right. If you're posting selfies, uh-huh. you if can multitask. If you're posting on Twitter, ugh, Monday, then text me fucking back, man. Yeah, there was a girl Serious. I was going to have a date with on She's Friday. Because I will un-ugh your Monday. I will on uh, I will fuck your Monday up, man. <laughs> yeah, just last year there was in a, a series of <laughs> passive aggressive tweets. Don't don't tell me I'll do it. Yeah, I'm ugly. <laughs> There's a girl who's gonna go on a first date with on Friday. <laughs> on Thursday, she texts saying like, "Can we change the times because of whatever?" I was like, "Sure." What time do you want to change it to? Yeah, nothing. But meanwhile, <gasps> like we followed each other Here on social media. Go. Meanwhile, she posted two selfies during this time, <laughs> and guys were complimenting her, and she was responding like, "Thank you to this," <laughs> which I don't care. The best. I don't. Yeah, and I don't care because right. we haven't gone on a date yet. Yeah. But you can multitask, right? And then the next day yeah. was the two word. Sounds good. Like oh. you really couldn't have it's done not, that. While I'm gonna tell you right now, bro. I'm gonna tell you right now. Kind of a California thing. So. No offense, but. You got to kind of be an asshole, bro. That's the thing. That's why I'm just assuming that they die. Do I have to be an asshole? No, No, you got to be less of an asshole. Right. That's the hard part. Guys need to be more of an asshole and girl needs to be less of an asshole. I don't want an asshole. Well, the the thing is, is if you get a girl. That's not what he means, though. I got what he means. When you get a girl that is as strong minded as you are, like very comfortable in who you are. Right. That is a. To me, I feel like men pull away yeah. from yep. that. They're, so they're intimidated. They're intimidated by, by the confidence. Because and by, the irony is yeah. men your I age. I give a shit. Well, think about it. Yeah. Men your age are, for lack of a better term, building their kingdom. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They don't want a woman to come in there and be like, I got my kingdom. I got my kids. I'm perfectly settled with who yeah. I am. I, you know what That's I mean? That's it, like, isn't it? It's totally yeah. what it is. Uh-huh. I don't need your help. No, you mm. don't. I exactly. own my own you house. You don't need to fix it. Yeah, exactly. I drive a fucking Lexus. You're good. There you go. You know what I mean? So you have to be less of an asshole. So you got to be less of an asshole, though. I'm just running down my resume to make myself feel better. I'm not trying to impress you guys. I'm like, no, girl, you you still got it. You did this in high school. Uh You did a no-no. But you got this right now, girl. Yeah, man. I always think about that. But yeah, so I... It's it's, it's a psychological so, bit, yeah. man. Be, it's, it's, it's really a dance. silly. It, it really is. is. Be less confident. It's a game, and I'm Be not a fan of the game. Awesome. But you have to. You have to have That's strategy. That's the stupidity of it all. But here's so the... be less here's, awesome. Basically, be is less what awesome. no, <laughs> basically what those glamour <laughs> says, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> you have to sl- like baby step him into your awesome. Okay. Yeah, exactly. You know, you gotta. Well, I have to be more aloof. Uh, I don't want to say aloof. I don't Ugh. think it's an aloof scenario. I think you kind of have to be a little bit more of like, I don't give a fuck whether yeah, you call like, me back or not. Give or take. Okay. Who gives a shit? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If she calls you back, cool. Hey, what are you doing? You know what I mean? You don't text message her back. Yeah. She text messages you back. You know what I mean? Hey, you want to go out? I'm doing this fucking thing. And then she's, and then that's it. Yeah. If she doesn't get yeah. back to you in two days, fuck it. I got probably got somebody else to go do it with. Yeah. I, I yeah. definitely learned that coming out of it's how it goes, coming back man. into the single world because you kind of have to. You really do. Because mm. I think at the end of the day, girls, so girls exhausting. want what they can't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. well, they also want to want a fixer upper. Uh, that sucks. Not like crazy fixer upper, right. but they want to be like, I like him except for this one thing, but I can change that. Oh, God. Oh. Any girl like that's come into a place that thinks that they can change somebody, Mm-mm. get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Hey, man, rom-coms have made yeah. billions you off of that shit. You changing me. Yeah. You know, if you don't really like care. me. I don't need to babysit. Well, here's the you thing, know? man. If, if if that guy doesn't want to change fix. that thing. Yeah. He's not gonna. He's not gonna. 
He's going to do it just long enough to get in your pants, but then after that's you just like, April need. Fool's. Once he gets the taste, he's yep. like, Meh. You know what you need, Noah? You need a real heavy meth habit mm. and a girl to help fix you. Yes. Or, really hot, just, or go the skater look. Oh. I'm just a lost soul. Yeah, you <laughs> got to literally go the greasy skater look. You oh, know, gosh. the grunge 90s chain oh, and then just gosh, be yeah. like, whatever. Yeah. Why do you think I'm getting a tattoo sleeve? I oh, want those Jesus. girls. I'm going to spend all that money. So girls are like, I bet he had bad parents. Oh. And I'll be like, yes, I did. And then we get in a relationship and be like, just kidding. They're awesome. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Made you look. You take her, like, you get in a really good relationship and you take her home. You're like, your parents are fucking cool, man. I know. And you're like, I know. I just had to tell that to get into your pants. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. You lied to me? Yeah. Sexy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you're go. You Do I need to... You're actually a nice guy. I feel so used. Here's my panties. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> you're you know? a lying asshole. Here's my panties. <laughs> exactly, man. I just whatever. So, do I need to play up the daddy issues? No, no, don't play no, any of that shit. That's man. the just wrong type of dude that you want. The sad part is, you mm, know what? I don't is... want a guy to fix. I don't need fixing. No, no, no. You're good. I'm so rad. You're good. I'm super rad. You guys, I'm rad. UFR podcast world. I am so <laughs> She rad. is. It's a I'm true just story. convincing myself right now. No, you're good, man. Here's the thing. But, Amy, yeah. I'm just going to tell you flat out. Here we go. Fuck me up with knowledge, baby. Fuck all those people that okay. need you to shift to be who you are. Yeah. Okay. Just to find it's somebody. It's all noise, yeah. It's all it? fucking noise, it's man. It's yeah. It doesn't all fucking right. matter. And that negging bullshit, just don't pay oh attention to it. That's such oh bullshit, man. You know, the second a guy says... Um, hey, you awake? Did you sleep well? I'm like, oh my God. You're still here? Why? What? You know, that text, I I don't like it. I don't like it. Are you going out? Oh, you drank last night? Well, who are you with? Oh, what? We're doing this? (laughs) Really? I'm with who I'm with, son. Exactly. This is where I'm at, man. I'm like, dude, I got so fucked up last night. I got two dicks in the ass. (laughs) (laughs) And I cannot walk to the toilet right now, but I have to (laughs) shit so bad. (laughs) You know? Like, that's literally how honest I am with people. And that motherfucker sticks around through that. That's still like, hey, you want some coffee? I'm like, all right, maybe this motherfucker can stick around. All right. And at the end, you have to end tag it. Sophie's choice, am I right? Do I get out of bed? Do I not get out of bed? Hashtag fresh coffee. That's right. Oh, my God. Hashtag bread and and coffee. (laughs) Hashtag Sunday fun day. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. I tweeted the freaking funniest thing. (laughs) I said anyone down... To have awkwardly quiet, quote, morning after breakfast tomorrow after an alcohol-fueled dirty romp tonight. Was pretty popular. Never mind. You guys don't even know. I got like forty-three hearts on the I did. Post. I got a few calls. Hey, girl. Hey. Retweets. <laughs> but seriously, it's kind of like that, isn't it? It really is, man. I don't care. It's sad. Anyway, man. and everybody, so, and all the Morgan dumb kids, Freeman. all the dumb kids, mm-hmm. they just play into the game and they're finding emptiness. Oh my gosh! Further, well, yeah, because they're conditioned to social media's the instant why gratification. Do you think, why do you think marriages We're getting live do not tweets laugh? about our texting? Thank God! Right now. Nice. Um, why do you think that marriages don't last the same way they used I know. to? What do you think, well, James W three X? Thanks for playing I'm along. I'm telling you, man. But back, but divorce is relatively new here in this country because back in the day you didn't get married uh-huh. for love. So why would you get divorced because you're not in love? Exactly. Sure. Exactly. So until until about the '60s, people didn't marry for love. I don't think people get married that much 
these days with love. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think people get married these days with convenience. Yeah. Well, sure. my and my mom was a total hippie, and I was the whoops of the family. I'm a lot younger than my siblings. You were the whoops of baby? Or whoops of baby? A whoops of baby. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they have the boy. broken condom tacked up on the wall. <laughs> yeah. And your dad looks at it. <laughs> Uh-oh. Fuck. But exactly. Hey, our money from the lawsuit with Trojan finally came in. <laughs> <laughs> but my mom, actually, our fuck up baby got us rich. <laughs> but my mom was like, "Man, I just you're finally want, going through college." <laughs> I just want. She was like, "I just want. Um, I just want some another baby." And my mom was like, "Okay, it's gonna happen, <laughs> whether I need him or not." So it's kind of the exception and not the rule. Wait, that was you? No, that was my mom with my brother and I. Um. So yeah. I was like, okay, I got the girl for my older sister, and then I've got the boy for my brother, and then it's like, oh, we're well, great. We have a boy and a girl. Oh, damn it. <laughs> and here I am. Here's Amy. Yay! I'm like liquid sunshine. Your dad's like the one squirt wonder over there. Oh, God. <laughs> oh I hope God, your dad yeah. listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You hear that? You hear one that? Squirt <laughs> one squirt wonder. One squirt wonder. One squirt wonder. Oh, God. He's <laughs> good, strong, bro. <laughs> He's like, you're pregnant. <laughs> How do you know that? You're I just welcome. know. <laughs> My stock is top shelf He shit. walks out, just rings a bell. Like, <laughs> fucking. That's right. You Tip know? jars on the counter, lady. Why are you funk walking out of this bitch? Because <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> you feel that, baby? That was the one. It's like you guys have been to my family reunions. It's like you've been to Thanksgiving. I would love to come to your family's Thanksgiving. (laughs) You guys, I'm the only one in my family that's weird. Really? Yeah, it's a real shock for them, if you can imagine. I am so fucking weird. Like, I admit it. I'm a nerd. I'm a comic book nerd. Mm -hmm. I'm a Star Wars nerd. I'm a freaking nerd. I say what I want. I don't care. So what and do they my, do? Like Bible my study? My family is like, yeah. My brother is like, oh, hmm. yeah. Like I had to tell, <laughs> I had to tell my son, don't tell uncle about my new tattoo. <laughs> what? I don't want this getting back to mom. Thirty, <laughs> gonna be thirty oh, what this, years old. The and one I'm you like, just got. Yeah. <laughs> They're don't, just like, don't oh, tell uncle. Amy. My mom wasn't super stoked about my tattoos, actually. Um, So the first one I got was in the center of my back. And then Mm. uh, I have the the one on my arm. Yeah. And um, I (laughs) so I was going home one summer to visit and I knew that she would see that because it's like the summertime. Right. So I told her ahead of time I called. And kind of told her what the tattoo was and mm-hmm. the significance. Okay. And she was really quiet. Oh, uh, okay. And she's like... The Midwest mom quiet thing? Oh, like, no. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I understand that it's important to you and the significance, but I guess I just wonder, why couldn't you put it somewhere covered like your back? And I was like, because I, I already have, have one, one on my back. back. <laughs> back. What'd she say? Like, oh, gosh. Oh. <laughs> she no. just got she goes, super quiet. And she goes, it's not a tramp stamp. <laughs> they still like, get those things. Yes, it's a dolphin flying over a rainbow, jerking <laughs> off a unicorn, jerking off a unicorn <laughs> with mom, a leprechaun like riding every on the back. Painting that you have done, <laughs> I put on my back, mom. I'm yeah. immortalizing your arts and crafts. Oh my! God. So I think I mean she's accepted it by now, but I think every additional tattoo she probably dies a little. Yeah, yeah. I'm shaving no, off like six I months off of her life. Yeah. Fuck your mom, dude. Totally. Whoa. Oh. Whoa. I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, hey. 
Uh-huh. I have. Oh, and she's amazing. Uh, well, I'm a, a very generous I'm lover. Yeah, she's a generous lover. Well, you know what? I mean, it's what? just it's just an interesting. <laughs> we yeah. talking about? It's just an interesting age gap, you know? Yeah, between totally. like our parents versus mm-hmm. where we're at right now, where like tattoos are just like me. It's just a thing. It's just a it's so weird how off topic we've gotten. No, we're so coming back like to us. it. We're prison back. tattoos. Circling back. Circle, <laughs> prison Circle prison back. tattoos. Yeah. Prison tattoos. That's yeah. right. The teardrop. And even the point of the tangent was how crazy mm-hmm. the dating culture changed in totally. five years, let, let alone like every man. culture yeah. that like everything about life changing in how many years was he there? Two world wars worth? Yeah. Was Two it, world wars that crazy? worth. Was it like yeah. 30 years? 50. Something. He was in... 1905 to 1949. 1949. Wait, for the whole movie though? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but the old guy left. Um, He served like 50 years and then they paroled yeah. him and then See, that, that, that would blow yeah. your mind. Totally. Because everything is completely different. Yeah. So I felt bad, but I felt it was important to show his arc. Well, do you know why it's also yeah. very, very important? So. Is that he's the direct reflection of our main character. Yeah. Of mm-hmm. where he's going to be Absolutely. 20, 30... 40. If he stays, if, if, if he, he doesn't stays. make a change, if he that's doesn't my, do that, something. That's what that's right. what that that right supporting character gives him is like I do not want to be this. And that and that apartment was used for yeah. people who just got Absolutely. out. That's mm-hmm. fucked up. How many other prisoners just killed themselves in that apartment? Tons. Ew. And it's just like, and this is your place now. It's nice and cozy. It's Excuse not. Don't smell. worry about the blood stain <laughs> on your sheets. <laughs> we bleached it. it. You you're fine. Yeah, yeah, there's hardly good. there's hardly any more hepatitis in yeah, it. No, yes. hardly. We washed half of it out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> some half of it. In, yeah, we got, we, just, we got half of it. After a while, Odds it's just are. like 50 50 chance. Now. <laughs> My elbow got super tired, so we stopped cleaning. You know, you understand. You know how it is. Yeah, I couldn't be bothered. The machine broke. Mm. There yeah. were certain moments like this movie is very has a lot of heft to it, and it has a lot of just mm-hmm. heavy important moments but there was a mm-hmm. couple times where that wasn't present and i felt like you could that's when you could kind of see that the pacing of this was pretty slow and i mean mm-hmm. purposely slow but i felt like right. sometimes when the heft went away right there were moments where like maybe this part could have been sped right, up a little right, bit right so yeah, for were. for me sure but that's our like i feel that's like our impatience yeah. from watching movies now. That's just us. And our I feel culture, like, yeah, it's exactly like that's our society. generation yeah. to where I think when you, if you would have watched this movie back then or whatever, I don't think it would have really mattered yeah. that much. Right. I don't think so. But well, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah. You know oh what I mean? God. Longer oh. than that. 22. Yeah. Jeepers. 94. Shit. Yeah. Dang. I know. Damn, that's crazy, <laughs> man. You know how crazy. Um, with Brooks, another cool thing about this movie is like with Red, I felt like it was very much in his own voice when he, you know, it said Brooks was here, that Brooks yeah. carved it before he hung himself. And then Red, Red you was know, too. Yeah. Red was, uh, and so was Red. Yeah, right. I thought that was perfect because that was totally in the tone of Morgan Freeman's character. I, I like it. Morgan Freegan Freeman. <laughs> Morgan, Morgan Mother Freegan. Mother Freegan <laughs> Freeman. I just I renamed just him. I, just, I think I like his new name, though. I, do. I think Morgan Freegan Freeman is our next a... shirt. Yeah. I'm writing that shit down. <laughs> yeah. Right be, now. I'm going to make a parody Twitter account called that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Today I tweeted for the first time. <laughs> 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 and that Shawshank... 
ta- prison tattoo wasn't a teardrop. It was a freckle. Yeah, it was a, it was it was another a mole. Freckle. So I forgot a teardrop on his eye. Hooey. No, 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 no. That's not a teardrop. <laughs> no, that's a freckle. There's, he looks, a, man, he looked like he crying. That's a mole. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, so one of my one of my favorite scenes in this entire movie yes. is when they first get introduced, like they get inducted into Shawshank for the very first time, right? You got this like fresh meat. They call them fish, right? Like everybody's screaming at yeah, them or whatever. Creepy. You know what's really interesting is it really shows the time. Which I what which I really really love because I love like crime movies. I like watching like um, prison uh, reality TV shows, things like that. Right, and right now you these people come in and out, and it feels like I'm just I'm grounded for a couple years, and then I'm gonna get out and go yeah. do about my thing because I'm innocent. Because I'm exactly yeah right, but yeah. they don't seem to feel remorse or mm-hmm. like really taking in the weight of what's about to fucking happen. Yeah. So when these guys get inducted into Shawshank, you can see everybody in that line, the scared, the the intimidation mm-hmm. that was going on. You can oh, see absolutely terrifying. And like for the first time, I felt like um you're watching adults get zapped right back to being ten years old, like yeah. getting caught stealing from the cookie yeah. jar type of scenario. That panic and that Exactly whole, like, and like that wonder of like what the fuck's gonna happen. Yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to survive in here, you know? Especially leading up to that bigger guy mm-hmm. when they're all taking bets. Mm. You know, they're all taking bets on who's gonna fucking crack first and that that fat guy Whatever his name was, right? Because he's mm-hmm. dead, so it doesn't matter. What was interesting to me about that guy's character is he did seem like somebody that probably shouldn't have been there. Right. You know, like, on all actuality, that guy seemed a little mentally... Not with it? Not Well, I would say not with it, but, like, he, he was slower than everybody else. Yeah. Like, just, you know... And a you lot think of he could have like been, that, like, a Lenny? Like a Lenny, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, could have been a Lenny, or it could have been his brothers, or somebody did something. Cause you Tell me a bedtime about, story. Tell me about the <laughs> rabbits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he could have been somebody, he could have been somebody that just uh, just took the fall, and he wasn't really supposed mm-hmm. to be there. And I think he, when he realized what was going to happen, the weight just was too heavy for him. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm not supposed to be. And that was a really heart-wrenching moment yeah. you know yeah. to really to yeah, get that was. that end of the day moment you know when the lights are turned off and the doors are all locked mm-hmm. up and now you're just there That's by it. yourself with, with your, your thoughts with your and it was interesting seeing the contrast because one of our you know protagonist friends uh-huh. is the one that egged on that guy initially to start crying right because he yeah. wanted to win the bet well yeah. the only reason why yeah. they because came in hardened. Is, that was mean well, yeah but I mean, it's 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 a game, and it's like you're desensitized yeah. when you're in there for so long, right? It's just the interesting thing. thing to me, though, was that I don't think the guards would have come in for him crying no. and, mm-hmm. unless he yelled because he he used the Lord's name in vain. Remember oh, that he yeah. said, "God, oh God," that's when they came in. Mm-hmm. For that moment. Mm. And he was pleading to God and he got beat for it. Yeah. And that's the interesting thing to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's he wasn't being blasphemous. Not at all. No. He was pleading to God. He was and desperate. yet he still desperate. got yeah. fucking put down basically. Because he died. He died yeah, after he did. that whole scenario. Yeah. The doctor had gone home for the night. And speaking of the whole it's God thing, I f- found the warden stories oh super interesting. Yeah. Because Dude. through the whole yeah. thing, for me at least, because it's been a while since I've seen it. This is one of those movies that's amazing, but yet... I don't need to revisit it like maybe right. once every five years. Yeah. 
just, I mean, I, but, but I just want to savor it and I yeah. want to love this movie. Right. Um, but it was interesting because you always feel like the warden is just one of those pieces of shit that probably didn't, wasn't very popular in school that this is his final his way of getting mm-hmm. a little bit of power mm-hmm. and you're just kind of like oh he's just that shithead and then he kills that guy and you're like oh yeah. my god like yeah. this guy's straight up he is, evil yeah. he is straight up you know thug. it's not just a little he's like a power hungry yeah. this is mm-hmm. like a Total. evil person well that's why the one of the, the sisters yeah, screamed that's why one of the, the when the sister got beat by those guys yeah. like they beat him to death basically yeah, yeah. You know, he didn't last. He was eating through a straw. They were saying, yeah. you know what I mean? yeah, like to be paralyzed. Exactly. They he knew he knew what was going to happen. Yeah. That's why yeah. he was holding on to those yeah. bars so tightly. Yeah. yeah. Motherfucker deserved it. Oh, yeah. totally. But at the same time, he knew because before Tim Robbins, how many other yeah, you know, oh, yeah. pieces of fresh meat did he like terrorize? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling he had somebody, and then Tim Robbins came. He's like, but you new time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That booty hole's fresh. Give me that cherry. Oh God. <laughs> No, too much. No, no. I got into not for Amy. Are you kidding me? I got into character, guys. She's like, that's elementary. Like I was just waiting for her to do something. (laughs) She's like, that's it. Just a cherry. Fuck it. It's a strawberry. But yeah, bitch. And you know, like as much as we love this movie, this is Morgan Freeman's favorite movie of his. Oh wow! So I thought that was kind of cool. It's a good movie. And in the scene, what better movie did Morgan Freeman do after this? Steve Almighty. Right, <laughs> like after this, seven. it was oh, wow. seven. Yeah, that's pretty close. Seven, seven was a good one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's done so many good movies. Like I love that dude, and a lot of yeah. shitty ones. But that's just Hollywood. But yeah. just so good. He's just great in everything. He brings. Look, we gravitas. gave you seven. Just do Bruce Almighty. <laughs> just come on. <laughs> come on. You know when they're uh, doing the baseball. The, that scene at the beginning, like the opening yard yeah. baseball oh, scene, yeah. that took yeah. nine hours to shoot. Why? And Morgan Freeman just was pitching the whole time um, and throwing the ball. And, the ne- and he didn't complain once, but the next day when he came to set, he had his arm in a sling. Oh, shit. That would suck. Threw my arm out, coach. <laughs> yeah. Hope you got the take you needed. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> It was yeah. interesting. The uh, Darabon. Nine hours. Good. I know. Lord. I know. It's crazy. Can you do it again? Okay. And another yep. one. Mm-hmm. Of course I can. It's not like this is a physical activity for nine fucking the hours. The funny part is Darabon goes back to the fucking video village and he's watching it. You know, his legs mm-hmm. across, his hands are on his chin, and he's mm-hmm. like, <laughs> cut, cut. And he walks up to him and he's just like, could we just do it just a little faster? Just a little bit. Mm-hmm. A little bit. <laughs> All right. Load it up. And then they back at mm-hmm. it. And then he goes back and he goes, cut back into it. Can we go a little slower <laughs> this time? I have some. Five thoughts. hours into shooting, yeah. Frank comes out. Okay. You're going to laugh. The cameraman forgot to put, take the lens off, the yeah. little cap. Sorry. <laughs> it, it happens. It was perfect, though. So just do that again. <laughs> right. And Morgan Freeman. It looked good. <laughs> Morgan Freeman was like, exactly what you're doing. What the fuck? <laughs> man. Oh, man. It was interesting. Uh, Frank Darabon watched uh, Goodfellas every day of shooting this to draw inspiration Dude, from I feel the like voiceover. There's a lot of, I feel like there's a lot okay. of movies. Um, a lot of directors watch um, like the Goodfellas and mm-hmm. some of the greats that they go directly to while, they, while they're working <laughs> on a film. Well, because that's so seamless. The reason he did it was for the voiceover and for the... Uh, uh, the passage over time, uh-huh. and it was very. I don't know what's happening, but it's like it's the perfect. 
it, Goodfellas is like the perfect yeah. example of how to do that right yeah. mm-hmm. and how to keep pacing mm-hmm. and how it's to just make movie. it a cohesive story. It was so. another long movie that went and by it, quickly. And it lost yeah. the best picture to Dances with Wolves. What the shit? God damn it, Costner. I swear uh. to God. My last yeah. act. Amy and in I life. have a beef yeah. to pick. Or, no you know, and a I? beef to pick. We have a bone to pick with <laughs> Kevin Costner. We want to love- pick his beef. I don't want to do that. Oh no, neither do no, I. Thank you. Ew. He's horrible. Yeah. <gasps> what? Kevin Costner? His stunt double is just a cardboard cutout. What? <laughs> yes. Pretty much it. It's vanilla cutout. He's, now he's, he's like my in... one celebrity gay fuck. Is he? Oh, is he? Is he? Yeah. Is so he how would that go pass? down, Gary? He's your hall pass. <laughs> yeah, he's like my one celebrity gay fuck, man. Like you got your straight fuck, so and then you got your gay fuck. How, like, would, it, how would it go down? So how would it go down? So you, your wife? I was just the realizing that if I'm gonna have a gay experience, I want it to be okay, with let's, a gentle, let's gentle, gentle role play. man. Let's role, let's play, role play. Okay. Talking like okay. I'm Kevin Costner. Oh, All right, Jesus. go. So let me channel this. And okay. Now, scene. how would you start this? I mean, to be honest with you, I probably would just get down on my knees. Right. To be honest with you. And but my thing is, is Kevin Costner is no, chosen. He's not going to play along. Come I can't. On, I, damn this it. is weird. It's a little weird, guys. <laughs> oh, this is weird. Yeah. I didn't say oh, we're going to act weird. it out. I'm talking dialogue. <laughs> this is not a. I think you should. Even though we have that, this yeah. is a podcast. Yeah. The. Um, yeah, my thought has always been like, if I'm going to, if I'm going to have gay <laughs> sex with a man, it's going to be somebody who's gentle and nice. And Kevin Costner from his movie right. seems that. He's going to make him. you wear a Kevin Costner mask or he's going to put a mirror over your face. That's fine. Okay. It's okay. You think Whatever you're okay you with that? So he's not being gentle. He's just being Kevin Costner fucking Kevin Costner. And he won't be gentle about it, honey. No, he he's won't. He's going to fuck <gasps> you hard. Oh, man. He's going to get it hurt. done and then leave. That's Damn. right. He doesn't care. And then he's he's, know what? he's probably going to mail you his semen for like a month afterwards just stick this in your ass the oh i just based that made me bummed out in so many ways we've gotten really far off of this prison sex scenario kind of not really though (laughs) (laughs) i think if you i think it's gonna be more like that than what you think it'd be with kevin costner that's right maybe the maybe the dominatrix inside me is just like yeah yeah, man. I'm just saying. I feel you have this romantic Why view of Kevin happening? Costner that's not realistic. <laughs> have the romantic you view of Kevin it. Costner from his romantic movies, like, like his movies, you know? Like Which what? One? Like I mean, like Dances with Wolves. He's the very... one where he rapes the wolf. Oh Jesus! They cut that out. <laughs> he still won Best Picture. That's true. It's just a long uh, fucking movie. My just because that scene didn't that really movie. that scene didn't really capture the white guilt enough. Exactly. Um, white guilt so what was cool uh tim robbins timed his dialogue in the library scene because Mm -hmm. the bird kept squawking so he had to time it because i I mean you can't train a bird to squawk so you have to like he had to time it so he learned by watching that's why he's watching the bird a lot when his dialogue is because he would he knew when when it would squawk he'd have a certain amount of time to deliver his line interesting so that was pretty cool that's really cool actually yeah so Clint Eastwood, Harrison Ford, Paul Newman, and Robert Redford were all considered for the part of Red. Okay. Um, because he was, you know, right. an, an Irish. I could totally yeah. see Paul Newman yeah. playing but, that part. But the director always wanted Morgan Freeman, in, or he always had him in mind. Oh, it was perfect. Because Absolutely of his authority, you know, authoritative presence. Yeah. I butchered that word. Demeanor and deep voice. I love it. So, and that's, and they added that joke about maybe it's because I'm Irish. Yeah, yeah exactly. it was a really, really good um like backhand a little bit right. to the to the original. Yeah. And yeah. actually in box office it flopped. 
even even wow. after it got the nominations for the Academy Award, it added right. ten more ten million more in nice. box office sales. But it still was, did not cover the production costs. But it became one of the highest grossing video rentals of all time. Jesus, and Christ. because uh, uh, Ted Turner uh, sold it to TNT for so cheap, they air it like or they aired it okay. all the time. Uh, so it just was able to just mm. make that up in secondary wow. uh, revenue. Yeah. So I thought that was well, smart. Thank the, you. And the mug shots of young looking uh, Morgan Freeman are actually pictures of his son. Oh, really? That they use. Oh, nice. So I thought that was pretty cool. I was um, thinking it looks nothing like him. I was like, who is that guy? He doesn't even look anything like him. Sorry, Morgan Freeman. She's like, That's and actually, son. actually, the son, um, his son was the one you can hear yelling, fresh fish, fresh fish today. We're reeling them in. That was his son. <laughs> I was oh, able wow. to say that, which is cool. And uh, it was in the book, but not in the movie. But the reason Brooks is in jail, he allegedly murdered his wife and daughter after a losing streak at poker. Oh, so I'm kind of glad that wasn't. Yeah, I was wondering what his backstory was. Do we really get much of any of their backstories? No, not so much. That's the best part I think of this movie because we didn't care. They're just human. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like you didn't you didn't want to judge them based on something that they did in their past. You just wanted to just be. Yeah, which is really fascinating because you only know about Andy's backstory. Right. Mm -hmm. You only know about that. However, you know. So many people's perspectives in the movies, but you never know Andy's. Yeah. So it's, so that's yeah. awesome that like you know his backstory, but you have no idea his mentality about right. anything because right. it's that's everybody brilliant. else's story about him. And I thought that was really fascinating, and that's quite a nice little balancing yeah. act because you oh, wouldn't yeah. expect that I at would all. Love no. to pick Tim Robbins' brain about that because his performance was so brilliant and so subtle super subtle and that yeah. was gorgeous watching it you know it was unfolding you could in just see he had that eyes. glimmer yeah. where he exactly. knew what was going on in his brain but you he had knows. no idea yeah we don't know like that it's moment when he's on the uh, roof with the smirk yep. yeah that was you know i mean you hear brilliant. what morgan freeman says he thinks why he's looking that way but yeah. you don't know no he could no. just be Zooming. like yeah he could just be like oh that cloud looks like a dick. Like, that could be while he was smiling. You don't know. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, look. That cloud looks like a bunny rabbit. Like, you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't have to be that he wanted to feel like a regular person. Right. Yeah. You know? Um, mm-hmm. Jeff Bridges, Tom Hanks, Kevin Costner, Te- Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage, Johnny Depp, and Charlie Sheen were all considered for the part of Andy. <laughs> Hanks turned it down because he was committed to Forrest oh. Gump. Uh, Costner like he did Green Mile later. Yeah, yeah but yeah. he did. Yeah, that was yeah. that was another fact. Uh, Costner liked the script a lot, but then he was filming Waterworld. So, that's oh, the one. Yeah. There, that's right. Which someday we are doing that oh for our gosh, Counterpoint no. episode, but that's I'm not happy. the next one. I'm happy. That's about not it. the next one. Uh, Tim paper. Robbins actually is the one that came up with the idea of Andy turning up the the music. Mm. Oh, okay. The opera music over the PA. That yeah. was his idea, which I thought was cool. That's awesome. Um, kind of brilliant scene. We already talked about this, but the the title of the novella, Stephen King novella, was uh, Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. But they took off the Rita Hayworth because uh, they assumed people would think that she played was some that? sort right, of role. Right. And actually, Frank got a bunch of offers from like A list actresses, agents. To tr- to want to audition for that part, so like everybody you mean was just like, oh, a wow. poster, yeah, right. <laughs> no thanks. We're gonna use the real thing. Yeah, we're gonna just use a poster. Sorry guys. Uh, Raquel oh Raquel Welsh is mm-hmm. a huge fan of this movie. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Which I would hope so, seeing yeah. as how her poster was on the wall. 
uh, oh, it was Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner is the one that wanted to 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 buy the script and direct it. He's the one okay, that offered two point right. five oh, million. Because he did Stand by Me, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Did he? And mm-hmm. that was Stephen King. Yeah. Um, and this is the most rented video of ninety five. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, you said that. Nice. So the American. This is funny, but. I mean, it shouldn't be funny. I apologize. But <laughs> oh, it's funny I'm already laughing. The American Humane Association monitored the filming of the scenes uh, involving Brooks Crow. During oh. the scene where he fed it a maggot, the um, organization objected on the grounds it was cruel to the maggot and required that they use a maggot that had died from natural causes. That's so disgusting. <laughs> One on. was found and the scene was filmed. I want to see that coroner's what? report yeah. so bad. Oh, my God. This maggot was not poisoned. It was not shot in the face. It has a stethoscope and everything. <laughs> it lived a this long maggot life. Is dead. <laughs> Unbelievable. He won a maggot that died of natural causes. That makes me so happy. It's ridiculous. dead. Oh. Jesus Christ. Oh my gosh. That is so funny. Um it shouldn't be, but yeah. It's funny. Fuck it. It's hilarious. It's funny. Um in the close up of Andy's hands loading the revolver, that's actually Frank Darabont. Uh, same thing with uh, the one where uh, he carves his name into the cell wall. Both of those were done in post, but Frank okay. also wanted to do it because he felt it would be hard to articulate what he specifically wants to see, so he just did it himself. Okay. Yeah. Which makes sense. All right. A lot of directors do that. I love yeah. it. I actually love it when they do that. I think that that's... Yeah, don't give me a line reading. Just do it, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darabont yeah. actually took a pay cut in order to be allowed to shoot his own script. Oh, shit. Nice. Yeah. It's, it reminds yeah, me of like Sylvester it. Stallone with yeah. Breath Rocky. Which is the reason why, because I knew that. That's why I was curious, like, what other stuff did he do in order for him to, like, not have the clout enough to make a movie like this? Right. You know? He actually wrote the script in eight weeks, too. Get the fuck out oh, of wow. Which is crazy, but he had the novella, so it makes kind of makes sense that he yeah. at least, you know, because part of script writing that takes wow. forever is figuring out what the hell yeah, the structure. specifically <laughs> you want to Well, see, so you either have it or there. you don't with uh, talent and script writing. Good and this are. is interesting because it's amazing. on AFI's list, which is why we watched it. But despite being widely considered as one of the greatest movies of all time, it didn't receive a single Oscar win. But it was nominated for seven, including Best Picture, and didn't win any. Which is Were um, Robbins and Freeman nominated? I believe so. Do you think so? Okay. I'd hope so. I, I yeah, I think so. I don't, I don't um, know. Every picture except for the big posters in Andy's cell were handpicked by Tim Robbins. Okay. Nice. Um, and that is that's the trivia I have mm. on this. I don't like it, which is I'll pretty cool. That. Do we have any? <laughs> do we have any other thoughts on this before we give our mm. grade for this? Uh, I don't know, man. Like, I think we could talk. It's a long movie. You could talk plot, 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 plot. I think what we hit on here is just the human existence mm-hmm. of Absolutely. what really what this movie. And is honestly, truly. the plot isn't that different than a lot of other prison movies mm-hmm. or right. prison themes before or after it. But what mm-hmm. makes for me what makes this unique is the tone and the feeling. Right. Like this movie is all about how does it make you feel and right. There was kind of instead of showing the bleakness of prison, and it certainly did that. There was a lot of camaraderie and a lot mm-hmm. of hope and a lot of a lot of good feelings right. in a place that you don't expect that to be. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I think that's the the thing that separates this from a lot of those, and what makes it truly great. And <laughs> I don't know what you're la- what is she laughing about? Is your dick out, Gary? Again? Could be. <laughs> I don't know. What are you laughing about? Nothing. 
But anyway, yeah, no, I totally agree. And you know what? The thing about this movie, shut up. Stop looking at me. I didn't say anything. The thing about this movie is like what Gary was saying. It's super quiet. And I just, I love it about this movie. And for me, it's like when I was watching it, it was like over at midnight. (laughs) You know, because I started watching it, I don't know. I don't know what time it was. We can do the math. I understand what you're... (laughs) It was like super, super long. And I was like, I didn't even notice it. Mm -hmm. I think there was one lull in the movie where I was like, I don't know what time is it. You know, but it was great. Yeah. It was so gorgeous. So smooth. For a Beautiful. prison movie, Beautiful. it was gorgeous. I loved everything about it, except mm-hmm. the ass rape. And the belts. Apparently and the belts. That really the belts, just yeah. put the a bee in your bonnet. It was disingenuous. <laughs> it was disingenuous. That's why they wear jumpsuits now, probably, because, you know, they can't take their belt off and hang themselves with it. Probably. I mean, you know, yeah. reasonable. I mean, or yeah, strangle I somebody. I just would have thought that that would have been a big concern. These lifers just killing themselves. I don't know. I mean, do they for I sure know? did what that, but I they know? probably had to find other ways. Yeah, I guess. He masturbated to death. <laughs> Speaking about, so Amy, uh, on a scale of one to ten, I give it an eight. An eight. A solid eight. All right, Gary. Solid eight. I think I'm giving this the highest score I've given this sh- is like a nine. Wow. wow. Yeah. I really, really loved it. Yeah. I think it was just like one of those movies that it had great directing, great acting, great cinematography, all rolled into one spot. A nine. Nine. Um, nine. <laughs> I probably would give it an eight, too. Oh, yeah? I yeah. think so. I mean, I loved it. I thoroughly yeah. loved it, but and I don't really know why I'm not giving nine or ten. But it okay. just feels yeah. right. It feels like an it eight. just feels yeah. right. Nothing wrong with that. Stingy. So does it hold up? Like if oh. it came out today, would it? Yes. Yeah. I agree. Yes. Yeah. Totally. I agree. Like, that is a silly it's very question. timeless. It's mm-hmm. really yeah with with era pieces. Mm-hmm. So easy mm-hmm. for those to hold up. Yeah. yeah. So easy. Yeah. Especially those 1940s ones. I mean, think about it. These guys were probably. Veterans, every single one of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. some way they probably they came go. back from the war because that was before post. I was just gonna say that was before <laughs> right. that was a thing. Exactly. You know, probably even made the first some mistakes. Yeah, even drank a lot. First Blood, like yeah. the first Rambo, uh-huh. that was that was like one of the first introductions to the concept of post traumatic stress disorder. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, so way longer before right. that. I mean, right. you didn't know what that was, and yeah. it's hard for them to integrate back into society after mm-hmm. being at war. Yeah. So it makes sense. It does. It makes totally. sense to me. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So That's now, awesome. before we used to talk about like what movies have we seen before mm-hmm. our podcast, mm-hmm. we're switching some stuff up. Let's do it. So now we're going to be talking, you know, moving from this week on. It can be a movie, TV show, uh, article, music, anything that you one thing that you want to promote or that's really you've really enjoyed i don't exactly know what we're going to call this segment so i might try a couple things but i came up with something today so you guys will have to let me know what you think of this all right works so if it works so we'll start with you amy amy what's getting you hard this week (laughs) what's getting you a chubby (laughs) chubby well i gotta say i gotta go back to that um documentary series on Discovery What's ID. What's it called? It's called Parole Board. Parole Board. Yeah, and it's really, really interesting because I, I just, I love documentaries, especially the ones that are really well done. I mean, these people don't have an opinion. They're just shooting the story, and I love it. I love it. So and no pretenses. In- investigation Dis- Discovery? Investigation Discovery, yeah. 
but it's really, really interesting. And it just shows that, like the frustrations. These guys, some of them don't make it. They go back. Or they say, every one of them says, yes, I'm rehabilitated, you know. And that was a big thing in this movie. Are you rehabilitated? <laughs> well, what the fuck does that mean? He didn't even get let out until he's like, I have I don't know. Was Whatever. Like, you tell me. <laughs> he's confused. He's out of here. Yeah, let's. You're done. Yeah. All right. Um, or, you know, the, I, I truly regret what I did and everything. And then they go get out and they do the same behaviors. And, mm. you know, a lot of them is really, you know, they're really interesting. Some of these people have had very privileged childhoods. Some of them have had really crappy childhoods. Mm. So it doesn't matter. People are people. Um, sometimes people let their, um, you know, how they were brought up affect their, you know, decisions and kind of use it as a scapegoat. Other people are not like, no, I just wanted to get high. <laughs> I don't care. I had the money. I bought a shit ton of cocaine, and that's what I did. That part of so. for two months straight. Exactly. <laughs> I'm still awake. But <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. We'll put uh, yeah, it was awesome. put that information in the description yeah, so really people can kind of check it out. Mm-hmm. So, Gary, what's making you hard this week? Um, my (laughs) wife turned me on to a podcast called Sound Exploder, Mm. and it's really, really cool because what this guy does is he breaks down, he, he, he grabs music like the Luminaires, Weezer, like Uh all these really great artists. And what he does is he just, he talks about a song and they go through their whole creative process, breaking down the layers of the music and like how they created, you know, the strum pattern, how they created the lyrics, how they created the drum solos, how they created like, and then throughout the whole thing. And then by the very end of it, it's all put together Mm -hmm. to make this song and it's all fractured out. Oh, interesting. It's such a really, really cool podcast. So, um, I just listened to the Weezer one, Mm -hmm. uh, and it was phenomenal. Which song? Oh man, I couldn't tell you. All right. I couldn't tell you, but it was really cool cool like his process yeah is phenomenal you know amazing and it's nice just for any artist that's out there that's just like oh my creative process like just realize like the creative process is hard for everybody yeah Yeah. you know and when you get to see these people that are really good at it still struggling the same way just a normal person is it's really refreshing and probably pretty inspiring it's super inspiring man so I, i i've been binging that for the last week that's Check cool. It and it's called yeah. Sound Exploder. Sound Exploder. Once again, okay. we'll put the link in that. Yeah. Nice. Well, Thank for you for the entertainment, guys. <laughs> well, mine for the week actually surprised me. Oh, oh shit. Neighbors right. 2. Oh, God. <gasps> oh, I want to so, see that. It's actually really good. Is it? <laughs> yeah. You know, and I was surprised because uh, I saw the trailer and I just didn't really understand the need for a second one as much as I loved the first one. Uh-huh. But it was it had a different angle. The script was really strong and funny, and it was new jokes. It wasn't just like a retread of everything. See, those guys are good at what they do. Yeah, yeah. they really are. Yeah, you know, I we I think we talked a little bit about this because we were worried that it was just going to be like they're just riding on the coattails really fast just to make a couple yeah. extra million yeah. again. Really, f- no, man. Like I think these guys. What I love about what's happening in Hollywood with those dudes is. They're just like, this sounds like a fucking fun thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You and realize stoners pitching. are running Hollywood right now. Yeah. I love you guys it. get that, right? Yeah. Like Jewish stoners. Yeah. Jewish stoners are running love fucking it. Hollywood right now. And they're like, it's I mean, awesome. he has the wiener 
movie coming out, the hot doggy whatever <laughs> one. Like, dude, that's a fucking awesome idea. Yeah. You know, it's a great concept. Dude, yeah, I have stupid ideas like that while I'm stoned. Mm-hmm. And I know for a fact that they're just ripping fat bong ribs. And there's like, dude, what yeah. if our food knew that? <laughs> well, you heard we about their you heard it. about their office on the Sony lot, right? No. When they moved out of it, they had to uh totally fumigate the whole thing because it reeked of, <laughs> of weed. weed. Like and nobody wanted to move in there because it was just such a like yeah. that would have been my office. I'd have been like, give me the room that smells most like weed. Yeah. Well, that would be it. Yeah. I'd but like, no, the, the script was really interesting. It was actually uh, the angle was very like female empowerment. Yeah. Which is which is cool. But I wasn't expecting that whatsoever, just based on the first one. Uh-huh. But the whole point, I don't know if this is a real thing, but the whole premise behind it and the reason for the sorority is because Chloe Grace, Grace Moretz wants to join the sorority. And then she learns like that they they legally or whatever, like in the rules of fraternities and sororities, sororities nationwide can't have parties. Hmm. Frats can have parties, but they can't. Why? Which is crazy. I don't know. And that's why she's like, she's like, this is stupid. (laughs) And they go to a frat party and it's all basically just the heavily, not even implying, like basically being like, let's get you drunk to have sex with you. And they're like, we're not comfortable with this. We want to have the parties that we want to have without feeling like, Having a rapey vibe. Yeah, we want to have our pillow fights in our tight <laughs> undies <laughs> without feeling like we're gonna get raped. But it was super funny. <laughs> Zach Efron was super funny. The like I said, the jokes. The only thing I didn't care for was the running bit with because I blame more corporate integration. Where with the minions, where that was just a, it wasn't really funny at the start of like when they first did it. Yeah. But then it was kind of a running gag that just doesn't. It falls flat. But once again, I don't blame you know, Seth Rogen or anything for that. I blame more of, hey, let's use two universal properties to right. promote, even though Minions did ridiculously well. <laughs> it can always Rogen. make more. Yeah, yeah. Seth Rogen's like, oh, all right, I'll give you that one. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Fine. Pretty much. Can you do his laugh? <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's tough, that's a tough <laughs> it sounds fun, like he's man. like... Like, you sound like a hobo. Yeah. Like, yeah. He doesn't sound like a hobo. Well, he sounds like <laughs> he's trying not to cough as he laughs. Uh, okay. Because the, his throat is so messed up from yeah. smoking weed every that's single day. The, I'm saying that either that or just like his lungs are so still <laughs> filled with smoke right. that yeah. it just he sounds like a chimney. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I can't. I'm not even going to try doing it. But I highly recommend it. Nice. I highly recommend I'm it. All right. it I'm for sure I buying am. it when it comes out on DVD. Oh, really? Nice. Well, Blu-ray, but yeah, definitely buying. All right, cool. let's do plugs. Right. Amy, you got anything to plug? Um, I'm just uh, doing a lot of um, fun corporate stuff right now, just catching up after X-Men mm. and just doing my thing. Hit me up on Instagram at AmyJPR and on Twitter at TheAmyJ. Sweet. Very nice. Theory. Uh, Gals. It was coming out Tuesday, so you have something starting oh, yeah. Wednesday. So Time Out yes. is screening at the New Media Film Festival this week in L.A. That is badass. Um, I think we screen Wednesday 6 to 9, something like that. Uh, I can put the link in the yes. description if you guys are all, all interested. Then yes. I'll give you guys like a $10 coupon, too, um, for the tickets, which is kind of okay. nice. I'll put it up there. Uh, well, not a coupon. It's like a ten dollar code, $10 off, ten yeah. dollar off, promo code, promo code, whatever. You know, they give you all these. You know, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so we're um, we're gonna be doing that this week, uh, which I'm pretty excited about. That's cool. Yeah, no, yeah. excited be for you. Proud, be yeah. proud. It's awesome. So proud. Mm. <laughs> so proud. Mm. Mm. And uh, you guys can always follow me at L Jonesy on Instagram and Hey Jonesy on Twitter. 
because they fucking stole it from Instagram. Son of a bitch. Dick suckers. Son of a bitch. Um, (laughs) And you can always uh, look at the uh, timeout at timeoutseries.com. Yeah, man. What about you? Well, first off, our ufrpodcast.com website is amazing. Yay. It's beautiful. Yeah, It's nice to have a website now, guys. It's ready. You know, we're not just a podcast. Yeah. We have a website. We're yeah. an entity. We're going to have a lot of bonus content on there as well as you can listen to the episodes on there. Yep. That's awesome. So, yeah. Um, and as just for my stuff with uh, Instagram, it's Noah Kinsey. Twitter, the Noah Kinsey. Oh, like there's nobody else. Uh, well, there was, I wanted Noah Kinsey on Twitter, but there was like a, a gamer freak who looks like a Hanson brother that actually Aww. has that. So, so. you're a twin? Thanks for that. <laughs> I'd fuck a handsome brother. Someone else saw a picture of me when I had long hair, and they're like, oh, you're a handsome brother. Hurt my feelings. Anyway. <laughs> no, because Gary said that he would fuck a handsome brother. So that's a compliment for to you. To you. Yeah. From Gary, with love, to the Noah Kinsey Sign sealed Twitter. slid in. <laughs> okay, I love you again, because you say all those pretty words. Um, and also, with I forgot to mention, with uh, UFR, you can follow UFR on Twitter. You have at UFR podcast. Yes. All that stuff will, all the links will be in the description. If you guys like the show, yeah, please leave us a review on uh, iTunes. Yes. We are also on Stitcher as well for those of you that do not have iTunes. Um, so you can listen to our show there for all you Android users. And I almost forgot, we're going to start having, we're going to post what episodes we're doing. And we'd love to hear from you guys, the listeners, what your thoughts are. So you can either respond in on tweets, you can DM us, you can message, you can all that stuff. Absolutely. Um, I, I love all of our feedback. Yeah, I think yeah, it's great, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the feedback's been wonderful. Yeah, and awesome. I actually have someone I thought that had some great thoughts on what they loved about Shawshank okay. Redemption. Oh, sweet, cool. sweet. Uh, her Who's... name's Sandra. She's okay. at Sandbell11. Um, nice. Okay. And she said that she thinks it's a great story, beautifully narrated by Freeman. It flows slowly, but it grips you from the beginning. First time ever I watched it and realized how it's told from everyone else's perspective but Andy's. I, mm-hmm. we, we talked about that, which mm-hmm. is really cool. I loved how he stayed true to himself and didn't let the prison break his spirit. And yes, once again, a little tear escaped at the end. Nice. Great story about great friendship. So she cool. said, I almost feel inspired to call my closest friends and tell them how much they mean to me. Oh, So that was cool. So she said that you, all in 150. No, no, no. <laughs> in, a, in, in message, you can, you, yeah. know what? you can put whatever. Nice. Thank D- you, Sandra. I got a DM from my friend Sterling, who's at Film Atalist on Twitter. And he says, Shawshank has a lot of talented people at its disposal and undeniably well-made, especially contributions of Thomas Newman. And has a lot of talented people at his disposal. And so is undeniably well made, especially off the contributions of Roger Deakins. Uh huh. Telling you, man, that boy knows Deacons. how to, he he knows how to shoot a movie, dude. This guy Sterling is a film critic up in San Francisco. Oh, nice. We'll yeah. put Sterling. We'll put a special thanks and yes. links to their Twitter yeah. on the description, awesome. so oh, they perfect. can they can brag to their friends there that they're go. better than them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we got retweeted, motherfuckers. All right, so. The next episode oh, is okay. episode 30. Yeah. Ooh. So for those of you out there who yeah. have just recently started listening and haven't gone back far enough, every 10th episode we do the counterpoint episode because the whole point of this podcast is to watch films that are considered the best ever made and we discuss if we believe they really truly really deserve that. 
and if they still hold right. up. Having said the that. Counterpoint episode, <laughs> we watch films considered the worst ever made, right. and we once again discuss if that's fair, if they deserve that title, and if they still hold up as one of the worst ever. Okay. Oh, it's the movie. So it's I'm going to yeah. give you guys three clues. Okay. Three facts and three clues. All right. Okay. Clue okay. number one, the love interest for this movie is an Academy Award, Golden Globe, and Emmy winner. Mm-hmm. Fact slash hint number two, this has appearances by both Shaquille O'Neal and Regis Philbin. <laughs> and then <laughs> you guys are looking so confused, which makes me happy. <laughs> Again, um, <laughs> and the <laughs> now the third fact you will is like the most obvious because I want to see if you can still guess it. Shazam! I'm just no. <laughs> damn it. Oh. No, the lead of this movie won both worst actor and worst actress at the Razzies. Oh my god! This movie is Adam Sandler's Jack and Jill. Oh, <laughs> you're forcing me to watch this. Are you kidding me? I think you just enjoy this. Torture, and I love Adam Sandler movies, by the way. But I have steered clear of Jack and Me Jill. too. I've never seen it. Oh, and the love interest that won all those awards is Al Pacino. Oh my god! <laughs> Al Pacino's in it. Yeah, what? he Come has on, a baby. thing for Jill. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> oh. Wait, I'm gonna watch She's it. He's crying Gary's. right now. How many showers do you think Al Pacino had every day after shooting <laughs> for taking that paycheck roll? Oh. It's like right? so dirty, so so dirty. <laughs> I was a Serpico. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna watch it with Gary and his wife. We're gonna probably smoke and drink yeah. and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. okay, that's the only oh. way we're gonna. So get anyway, <laughs> episode 30's counterpoint okay. episode okay. is Jack and right. Jill. Oh, that's funny. All right, well, fuck you, Noah. <laughs> Thanks for nothing, pal. Yep. So God I'll see you guys it. next week, and I will. We will see all of you listeners. That doesn't really work out. Next week, <laughs> you gotta get a better. You gotta yeah, get a better bunch. I got like. nothing. But anyway, <laughs> thank you guys so much, and we will be back next week.